Hey world, you have now locked in to Confessions of a Dope Teacher. Season 2 begins now. I'm on the ground, weapon free, but there's guns all around me. Not because I'm guilty, but because to the ignorant, my skin is a sin. I don't have a record, I'm no trouble, yet they're treating me like a monster. Still I dare not to move, or this could be my last move. They act afraid of me, yelling and screaming, don't move or they'll shoot. I'm terrified and I can't even wipe my tears because in my head I know that will lead to my mother's biggest fear. They say we have rights, but is this right? I keep closing my eyes, hoping it's all a dream. But that only leads me to the truth. Some people always think ill of me. I'm Ellie, and this is Let's Talk About It. Let's talk about it. Mental illness, does it exist in our culture? Well, shockingly, there's a, a nice amount of people that will say that this doesn't exist. Um, they say it as a weakness. Meanwhile, this is something that our culture suffers from. Um, it's an increased rate of mental health concerns that include anxiety and depression. And the problem is that um, in our culture, we tend to stick to the idea that it's it's a weakness. So to us, like we see it as a stigma that like we don't want to be a part of. Um, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is we can't always identify it. So sometimes it's not even the fact that we don't want to be placed in that category. Sometimes we don't even know we belong in that category. Um, so I think the scariest thing is like, you know, we grow up in this culture um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's across the board. We're kind of told, you know, that we're okay. Um, a lot of people are afraid of the fact that they're going to be judged. We're already judged by our color. This is something else for them to judge me for. Um, we need to look at it more as it's a hurdle. It is real. It's definitely real. We need to speak out on it more. And I think this set so well with me because there's a lot of people coming forward like on this topic. Like, And like I said, if you're a part of this culture, you know like it's it's something that it wasn't okay for you to come out and say that you have a mental illness. Like it was kind of like put a bandaid on and keep it going, you know, and it's, that's not the reality of it. The reality of it is, is these people need somebody to talk to. And at times they need a little bit extra help. And when this is consistently put in the mud and just covered up, this is why we get people to the point of suicide or even actually going all the way and, going through with it and I saw this meme and it basically said 
I'd rather listen to your situation than listen to your eulogy. That is super deep. And I think that, again, is the biggest issue with people coming forward about mental illness. A lot of people don't believe people when they actually come forward with it. So that meme in itself um, is huge. It's like the background to it. A lot of people aren't willing to come out because when they come out, they're pushed back in the closet or they're teased or they're talked about or they're they're said to be wanting attention. There's even a star out right now. What is it? Summer Walker. And she's talking about how she's had anxiety and just certain mental illness since she was a little girl. And she openly came out with this on Twitter to millions of people. And instead of people giving her that support, a lot of people in our culture told her she just wanted attention. So my thing is we got to face it. It's a cultural um, stigma. Um, But we got to understand this is a real thing. This isn't a joke. Um... Some people might not go about it the right way. Some people might be using it as an attention seeker, but who are you to judge if they're using it as an attention seeking, you know, point? We need to actually um, use awareness and mindfulness around these people that are potentially mentally ill. Educate our family and friends and become aware of our own attitude towards the African-American community to eliminate biases because one of the biggest things that we are downfall in our culture is we fail to see that we are part of the downfall. We basically sit back and, like I said, we don't allow people to pour out themselves. We allow them to pour themselves out and then we laugh at them, not with them. So we have to start looking at these things, taking it more serious. It's not a joke. It's not a game. We need to do those things we said. Number one, educate ourselves Um, be mindful around those people, be an ear for these people, educate those around you and educate yourself and always, always share this. Remember, there's always help, always help. Mental health line is free 24 seven. It's 1-800-1844-549-4266. Um, it's actually sad when you think about it, because I know there's a lot of people in our community that. They just, they really don't want to be put out there because of what they're going to be seen as, as a weak person. They figure we went through slavery, we can get through mental illness without any help. No, let's get help. Let's make it okay for people to need help. So let's talk about it. What do you got to say on mental illness? Is there... Is there something you're going through that you need to come out about? Um, I've actually been talking to a few people that have come out about this and I mean they're well into their 20s if not even older there's even a few things I looked at about myself just you know just deeply in that mental aspect let's make it a norm to be okay to not be okay questions on this topic anything we need to kick what can you do to change our culture change that bias of we can't be okay. We got to be strong all the time because I know I'm that woman that I feel like I can't have a weak moment. But yes, we all need help at some point sometimes and some of us a little bit more. And let's make them okay needing that help.
Welcome to Dopeness by Melly. Dopeness by Melly. And I'm going to kind of connect this to what I did with Let's Talk About It. So let's talk about it. We talked about mental um, illness and um, just us supporting it to make it a movement to where people know it's okay to not be okay. Um, but the thing I kind of wanted to touch on there to get in into this poem, um, that's a piece by me, Southside's based on where I grew up. I grew up in the hood. Um, yeah, so it kind of made me who I am. The thing I wanted to touch upon and not miss saying was if we think about the idea of these people that are suffering from these mental illnesses and then guess what? They go out into the world and they're already fighting these battles in their head. And sometimes they get into these situations and they don't even know how to control these battles that, you know, going on in their head. So how do they relay this over to handling a situation to where they're slammed on a car or maybe roughly handled or it all goes back to that that ill ever wonder why so you never know what's going on here and like I said us with these mental illnesses going out into the world trying to be everyday citizens and we're fighting battles you know in our homes is not going to help us um, so, like I said, I got Southside. I wrote this. It literally talks about me, you know, being a part of this African-American culture, growing up in the hood, but making it. So I'm going to get right into it. This piece is very special to me because, like I said, growing up on the Southside honestly made me who I am, no matter the good, the bad that happened. There was definitely some ugly. So I'm going to get right into it. Southside, you see, I had my lows, but God introduced me to my highs. Yeah, I grew up running the streets of the South Side. No shame, but we're from that part of the town where for a while people dared to not come around. Nights you and your family on the ground, gunshots outside your window to keep it simple. We from the South Side, constant shooting, constant funerals, constant abusers and users called us losers and claimed we won't amount to a thing. Parents always told me no matter what's around, you gonna succeed. You see, I wanna declare I made it, but I will declare that I'm on my way. Can't nothing stop me but me. I'm from the South Side. Society said I wasn't supposed to have two parents. I was supposed to have a ton of kids and live off the system. Society said I wouldn't have a job, wouldn't even know how to fill out an application, and couldn't build a resume. They never broadcast the true me because that would be a front page story. You see, I'm from the South Side. I built my own system from the ground up. You see, I'm from the South Side, and I have a lot of pride. I chose a path that I could live with and others could benefit. You see, I'm from the South Side where things have changed, but because the past, we still to this day carry a bad name. I'm from the South Side where now society has run out of plans. These kids from the South Side who were once not a threat are running businesses, getting degrees, managing, supervising, and living out God's plan. I'm from the South Side where my faith in God has fully been restored. 
I'm from the south side where sometimes open doors close. I'm from the south side where you have to keep knocking on doors until you find yours. Thank you. You tapped into Life Tips with Melly. Life Tips with Melly. So what I have for y'all is something that has, when I say, it makes my eyes wide. It has completely changed my life. One of the tips that I'm going to give you, which could also even help um, some of these people you think who might be experiencing mental illness, um, meditate, 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 meditate. I know a lot of the times the things that scares people out of coming out um, on saying like they need help is the whole Medicaid aspect, like aspect, I'm sorry to where they're afraid that they're going to be thrown on some type of medication. Um, One of the things, honestly, like me, I have so much on my plate. And just like dealing with real life issues at times, I feel like my plate is literally overflowing. And considering I'm working on this doctorate, I've become like this research queen. So I'm constantly researching things. And one of the things I've been trying, I'm sorry, with my students along with myself because you know I have to be the first (laughs) guinea pig is meditate um we've been practicing mindfulness and meditating and what I've noticed with the meditating is you don't forget these thoughts but it actually helps you sort these like thoughts out in a way that it like it clears the overflow like you literally are putting it into a perspective something that you've been thinking about heavy and you just can't get it off your mind it's not going to necessarily go away but like I said it's going to literally be like just think about it like this you know how you got people who don't like food touching other food but when you meditate it's almost like before you meditate you got a plate where everything is touching each other and it's getting on each other's nerves because you can't kind of sort it out but when you meditate think about you getting a plate that has certain sections like this is gonna go here this is gonna go here this is what we're gonna do with that this is what meditation will do for you and i highly 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 recommend that you try it this is my life tip when i say it has changed my life to actually put me in a more peaceful state it has done exactly that no exaggeration we always stay on our phones we got to start using that as a tool too. I literally use this breathing, mindfulness daily. It tells me like, girls, take a break, do some breathing. Um, I have an app on my um, iPhone that allows me to um, practice my meditation. And it, it takes some work. At first, it's going to seem a little crazy, but you will see like just the, the level of like just those cloudy thoughts become clear like things that like I said you've been going back and forth in your head about these situations for weeks you can put them all into perspective just by meditating so spread the word your life tip this episode is meditate don't knock it until you tried it and I want to hear take 
Let's start with five minutes. If you think five minutes is too much, start with two to three minutes. Just give yourself two to three minutes. The whole thing is to focus on your breathing and actually start to place those things where you need to place them and stop leaving them just crunching your mind up. So meditate, 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 meditate. Say it with me, meditate. Let's get it, y'all. I want to hear y'all stories about once y'all try this meditation because you will feel a little crazy, but one of the things you're going to have to admit is like you actually feel good after it. Like I've actually meditated before I've gone into situations that I know I'm going to be all over the place and I go in just so chill that all my thoughts are already, I already know what I'm expecting. So I will love, love, love to hear y'all stories on this meditation. Come on, y'all. Let's use these life tips. Let's get it. Let's meditate and continue to educate. The segment y'all all been waiting for, and I know what y'all want, those confessions. And who am I? I'm a dope teacher. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your favorite session, the actual confession segment where it kind of tunes toward me, not only me, but season two revamped. We um, came in with a bigger focus this season, um, really focusing heavy on my culture and just looking deeper into the African-American culture. And the thing that brought me to this was watching the way they see us and I mean that movie had me in tears not even only because it's sad to watch but I mean it's a reality I think that was the scariest part about it is a lot of people if it didn't really I don't want to say touch them but for us that wake up in that skin every day like we very closely related to some of the things they faced in um in the um, biography so I immediately said I wanted to do my own sort of documentary and you know because there's a lot of things that I myself go through that I guess I don't want to say is exactly relatable but definitely tiptoeing on the door so I've been sitting back and I'm just planning and planning and I don't want to spoil too much on the podcast of what will be in the documentary. So kind of what I'll even say on this episode is a little bit limited because I want to give more of that side in the documentary, which if you remember um, from the beginning here and I'm working on my ums and I just said, um, however, I came up with the name of Ill, and trust me, I cycled through so many names because, like I said, this is so deep for me. Like, I see stories all the time like this, but I know people personally who have experienced things that they talk about on the news. I have a brother who, I mean, soft as a teddy bear. Not soft, technically. He's actually security. However, I'm saying in a sense of never been in trouble, but has he been pulled over because of the color of his skin? Definitely. So I cycled and cycled and cycled about just titles for like how to, I guess, pay homage to this. So at first I said ill because I was thinking the thing is they don't think we're equal. So I was like ill, equally worthy of winning, which I still like that one. So I still might do something with that. Um, 
Then I just said ill, just EW, and I said equally winning. And one of the things I want to even touch on now is I made sure I took note of this. Like, I'm not trying to conform to the idea that we're gross, but I want to bring bring attention to these three words. Like, that's what brought me to I need to put the word ill out there because we're constantly looked at as ill when... I said, let me turn it into a positive for us because it's constantly seen as a negative, like it's ill, it's ill, our skin, it's ill. Things in our culture are ill, even though they're constantly borrowed. So I said, you know what? Ever wonder why? So that is going to be the big thing that we focus on. Like a lot of the things they frown on us, they look down on us. But I personally wonder, do they ever sit back and wonder like, why do they move this way? Why do they talk this way? Why do they make decisions they make? So, yeah, like I said, it was circles with just coming up with a topic because I got to make sure I do it right. So, and like I said, I just wanted to kind of use this as a brief introduction on how deep, like, not only this season is going to be, but this documentary, like, as I've been just sitting back writing, like it, like tears fill my eyes, like because it's just to think like we're in 2019, slowly rolling into 2020, and like I don't think of, I can't think of a time, and it's like where America was just great, like just great for African Americans, like we've had some strides, but. I mean, since the time of slavery, there's always been that ill tar, like ill tardis. So, like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it. I want to make sure I save like my deepness. I can't save all of it, but I definitely want to be failed in this documentary. But one of the things I did want to talk about and be open about is just being a young African-American in my field and I happen to be on leadership and I feel like it basically like to some I'm not fit like there's no other way to put it and that's that confession to some I'm not fit to some they don't see me as qualified and I honestly don't think, and I guess I'm bringing this up because there's been a battle. There's been a battle for me this year. And I honestly don't think the battle stems from me not being qualified. I think it, eh, not only color, but I think age too. Like me being at my age and actually being successful I think it's more so like around this part of town where I grew up it's so much seen as like a thing that wasn't going to happen that it's almost unbelievable for some so let's put it this way no matter how successful I get um no matter that I'm 34 years old uh, over a year into my doctorates, 
which is one of the most highest levels of education, which will be my fifth degree. I own my own home, purchased a brand new car. I honestly feel like I got it going on. And I honestly know that I have it going on. But as I say, we go back to those who will still see me as ill. They still see me as ill because that stigmatism that my skin holds. And even though I just named all those accolades, like I'm doing great. And I I don't want to say I did it all on my own. I had a very supportive family. But I'm just saying like in the sense now, like I, I own my own home. I, I pretty much run my household. And it's just like one of those things where you feel like you're on top of the world, but to the world, you're here. Don't matter how great you do in your profession. Doesn't matter that you're working on that fifth degree. It it don't matter. Like, and sometimes that like a confession, it truly gets to me. It, like that can get to me the fact that like as much as you want to not care, the fact that no matter what you do you could you probably could have the cure for cancer but to some they will still spit on you like and sometimes like I said that that does bother me that I will just never be enough for some people no matter how big my heart is no matter how much I've grown as a person like some people they haven't grown so yeah sometimes I honestly feel like Like, I honestly feel like this is just how they see us. No matter what I bring to the table, some people don't want me to sit at the table. And it comes to a point where, like I said, I almost feel like, I almost feel like I don't have room for error. And... That's not even logical in the world we live in because everybody makes mistakes. But as I said, like being this young African-American woman and a professional, I almost feel like I don't have room to make a mistake. Like you got to be perfect because that's the only way you will be seen as an equal. And I'm thankful that I do have um, a boss that lets me be me. Um, And he definitely supports like me and my culture. So I don't have an issue there. But like I said, just 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 even like. I, I guess I'll say it this way. There's so many people that has this ideal of what a teacher looks like. And then here comes Miss Scroggins with the natural hair she has the dreads and you know I love fashion so there's times I rock the sneakers and like I can go on for days and like I said I don't want to get too deep but that is one of the biggest confessions is yeah it does bother me that 
no matter how great of a person I am. No matter how great I am. No matter how much I've accomplished, I'm still ill. Like, I'm still ill in their eyes. And to be honest, it's it boggles my brain because I'm a big researcher. And I research everything on how to fix everything. But that's one problem. No matter how much I research, no matter how successful I'll get, I can never change that aspect of some people. So, like I said, that's one of my confessions. And just feeling like I don't have room for error. Like, I almost feel like before I make a mess, I have to clean it up. And I was just talking about a situation to where... uh, Basically, I said, you know, you know, I got to, you know, I got to do this the right way. And like I said, I'm constantly a step ahead in my head. And definitely one of the things people don't see is it can get exhausting. It can get exhausting. And a lot of people don't get that. Oh, sorry for the long pause. But yeah, I'm just deep. I'm definitely deep in thought with this because like I said, a lot of people just don't get like because they'll tell you it doesn't matter, Melissa. It it doesn't matter. You don't need everybody to like you. But it's that it's that, you know, human nature of who doesn't want people to like them when they didn't do anything to them. So I've grown, though which that's one thing, like I said, this meditation has helped me grow. There's times where I literally have to meditate before I leave the house when I know I'm going to be in certain places. I've learned to work on my breaths to control my decisions. It sounds crazy, but yes, I've definitely worked on (laughs) taking a deep breath before responding to certain actions so I don't have those interactions to give people yet something else to make me look like quote-unquote what the world says an angry black woman so this is part of the thing that people don't understand a lot of people don't understand that we got a thousand things on our plate And we got a thousand thoughts in our head. And we constantly have to shuffle them. We constantly got to shuffle them. We constantly got to keep things right. We constantly have to move in a way where we hope not to be judged because we're already judged before we even make a move. So, yes, I hope y'all enjoyed. Like I said, we'll get deeper. One of the things like I told us, I'm definitely not a perfect person. I've made it to my dream um, profession and like I still have aspirations. I'm still chasing goals and I'm still I'm still a person that has thoughts like everybody else. So just like I said, we can't be afraid to say we're not okay. Like that's what I admitted today, like. I'm not okay with people thinking it's okay to go around and simply judge me based on the color of my skin. 
um, judge me because they had one incident with someone who looks like me. Because if that was the case, if I went back to the times of slavery and I judged a culture on what my ancestors, you know, were treated like, it wouldn't be okay because there were people back then who helped free slaves. And there's people now who technically are against the racism. There's people who do feel like everyone's equal. So I don't want to be the person to keep the hate going. And I more so want to try to be a part of actually changing the world. Like actually trying to change some of these um, perspectives that people have. Not only um, of us in professions, but us in everyday life. So, yes, we don't want to be those people that keep, you know, taking us a step back. And like I said, I don't want to be that person that does something to others that is being done to me and, like, my culture over and over. It's like history repeating itself. So, yes, I definitely want to keep moving forward. I definitely want to... Like I said, be that part of change. And the reason for this podcast season and the documentary I'm creating is not to have someone feel sorry for us. It is definitely for us to educate each other. Because like I said, ever wonder why comes from the idea of Maybe they don't know why. Maybe some people really did just have a super bad experience and that sticks with them. So we actually got to give them things to see to change that perspective. It's not our job, but the sad thing is it, it is our reality. So let's be the change that we want to see. It's kind of like I tell my students, like there's times where people might like pass our door and they're a little louder than they need to be. And my students always ask me, why do you tell us um, to, you know, be a certain level when we're passing doors, but sometimes people don't do it for us. And I tell them, like, we got to be the example of, you know, what we want in the world. So the same thing I tell my students, like when it comes to this, you know, the stigmatism behind, I can't talk no more, y'all. So I'm getting ready to wrap it up. But when it comes to the stigmatism to my skin, I have to rise up and be the bigger person at times. It's not the easiest thing, I will say that, because like I said, a lot of people don't see me equal when at times I'm surpassed them. But like I said, let's go back to what the um, greater would want, and that would be us to be in peace. So you got to find your peace first, and you're not going to find your peace chasing to make other people happy. I hope y'all enjoyed, and I definitely uh, can't wait for y'all to get um, more into this season. And here we go with the ums. Y'all get me, get me. I'm working on it. Yes, I definitely can't wait to get deeper into this season with the guests I have um, lined up. And I'm even 
looking to get a couple more. So if you would want to be a part of, I would only, I would only say the documentary, but even maybe the podcast. IG is definitely a place to find me. Uh, I will mostly be coming out of the Confessions of a Dope Teacher. So reach out there or find my personal page. It's Melly Mel. So I hope y'all enjoyed. Remember those life tips. Let's try it. Let's meditate. Let's continue to educate because we're only as best as our worst enemy and i'm not calling people against us our enemy but they're our battle and we gotta learn how to fight these battles the proper way and it's not always with hate so enjoy y'all week love to hear from y'all i look forward to dropping season two and i also look forward to any questions I didn't start with any questions so any questions I get in here now will be on a segment um with me answering them so yes enjoy 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 and remember embrace solutions not excuses